This podcast is sponsored by FortuneFavors.ie. FortuneFavors.ie is a home workout equipment store and your one-stop shop for all home gym equipment. They are well known for their adjustable dumbbells, which combine 15 different weights in one dumbbell. They have both 24kg and 40kg adjustable dumbbells. Check the link in the bio of this episode for more information. Hello and you're all very welcome along to yet another episode of the GA Statsman podcast and I hope you're all keeping wonderfully well. My name is Matt Hurley and on today's show we preview one game in particular in the All-Ireland Football Qualifiers, my own county Cork coming up against Loud on Saturday at 2 o'clock live on GA Go if you can't make the game. It's going to be an interesting time between the two who have only met twice before the All-Ireland Championship in 1957 where Loud actually won an All-Ireland Final and in 2007 where Cork won by 3 points. They've met a few times in the league including a meeting in 2020 where Cork absolutely blitzed Wayne Curran's Loud side. But um, that's all in the past though. It's up to the future. This is going to be a titanic battle between Mickey Hart and John Cleary's teams. And to discuss the match... I've got on Dan Bannon from the Loaded Pro podcast to discuss the game. It should be a very interesting discussion here. We're going to talk about a load of aspects to this game, including who's going to pick up Sam Mulroy. Is Cork's performance against Kerry taking out of proportion a small bit? And will this game be a good watch? All that will be discussed in this episode. Just before we get into the preview though, I'd like to remind you all of our sponsors today at fortunefavors.ie. If you use the code STATSMAN11, you could get 11% off any order on the fortunefavors.ie website. Just use the code STATSMAN11 and you get 11% off the best home gym equipment around. Now without further delay, let's get into the preview. So welcome back to the podcast. I am here with Dan Bannon from the Loud and Pro podcast. Just to discuss this weekend's game between Cork and Loud at Parky Cueve, 2 o'clock GA goal. On Saturday, it should be a very interesting game. Cork will win as favourites for this game, but low Division 3 champions will definitely put it up to the Rebels in this game. I suppose, first of all, Dan, how have you been over the last few days? Like, yeah, an exciting game to look forward to on Saturday. Really good, really hyped up, Matthew, um, in terms of looking forward to the game. We've had a, well, we've had, we, we played our last game on the 1st of May, so we've had 31, 34 days to kind of stew over that result and then get hyped up for this game. Two weeks off from the draw, like, we're really like I, I gauge it that it's it's a winnable draw for Loud, but not very not wouldn't be a very exciting game for the kind of for the fans and the spectators to get their teeth into. Um and then the fact that it's away from home as well adds to that kind of little bit of a okay, right, there's gonna be no real occasion here. We've no real tradition with Cork, like we've barely played this. It's only two this is only our third championship meeting, you know, in the whole history. Of uh, GA, so there's no real, there's nothing really for the fans to sink their teeth into, um, and and then the fact then that we won't be going down to it, it means like a lot of people will be watching on GA go, or they might just tune into local radio or follow our updates on the game, so that that kind of levels a little bit of malaise on it, but in general the loud people are kind of thinking right, we've we've we mightn't be there, but we've a great chance of getting over the line and getting to the next step and getting the next stage of the qualifiers, which would be massive for Larry, a massive achievement. 
um, and another achievement for Mickey and Gavin um, in charge allowed. Supposing definitely will, yeah. Low reaching next round of the qualifiers with all them big teams and being Division Three champions would have been a brilliant season. No, this season so far, I've actually only watched out of one game against Limerick at the Division Three final. You were impressive at that game, I have to say, in Crow Park. But the other games I haven't watched, maybe down to the lack of coverage shown to Division Three teams. But um, you did very well at Division Three, winning five games, then winning the league final, of course, beating Carlo. But then against Kildare, kind of a shock there, a, a big loss when a lot of people expected a tight game. Like, what have you made of load season so far? Like, it's very good in Division Three, but the Kildare game must have been disappointing. It oh, I was definitely disappointing, but it was kind of more or less expected. Would it have been a massive ask? for us to beat Kildare in terms of air development. Uh, and Kildare are more or less a Division One side. You know, we're just coming up the ranks. We're kind of getting ourselves together, getting our act together in terms of strength, conditioning, off the field, and bringing ourselves up to that professional kind of elite squad. And, like, we kind of maxed out in the league to, to a certain extent, you know, because if you, you're asked, what, did, what do I make allowed this season? It's, it was so hard to gauge them. Because the first two games we were so we were close to the relegation and promotion, and I mean that because we were terrible against Leash at home, and then we drew an absolute uh, horrendous game with Longford, and we, we were winning well, we were comfortable, we should have won by more, and then we didn't even win at all. We 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 had to scrape the last minute free kick to draw the game. That point was nearly massive. It got us a bit of relief in terms of getting our score and took the pressure off, and then we went on a string of momentous wins. We won so many in a row. We that kicked off below in Limerick, a horrible day, and um, that where the game was changed from the Gaelic grounds to uh, UL, the pitch in the Astrotorf pitch in UL, and it was just it just snowballed. It literally just snowballed. That, that game had snowballs. It had everything in it, the hail and the whole lot, and our season just took off from there. We we just we went through everyone then. We beat everyone at home. We were. We had a really good away win against Fermanagh and then it stepped up into that league final where we had to beat Limerick again and we were very comfortable. We uh, we probably didn't play that well. We didn't play as well as we could. We probably played our best football against Fermanagh and against Antrim and getting up. And then, like I said, we might have maybe slumped off a little bit because we didn't play well against Carlo. That was a week before we played Kildare and you kind of thought, right, what's going on here? We didn't, we, we got like, obviously we beat Carlo. We did a very professional job. And then we went into the game against Kildare, not overly maybe believing as a fan and supporters or maybe the players themselves. And then it kind of caught up where we just weren't good enough. And then they they really put a high score on us, which is annoying because Kildare are a good side and it didn't show it at all against Dublin. And it makes us look really poor then because we were beaten by 16 points by them. When in fact, in all reality, in all kind of... I don't know, planes being level. They they they're not that they're not that bad. They're somewhere in between. They're not as bad as the showed against Dublin and they're not as good as the showed against us. We 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 set up a little bit naively. We kind of thought we'd take them on man for man. And we we kinda look, we got through for a couple of goal chances, but we didn't take them. And you have to be taking them to, as as an underdog. And the thing about Mickey, we were close to relegation at the start of the league. He really works on his team. He really educates his players. He changed his team around. He tinkered with it. He got his probably his best team out for the league run by the end of it. And now, having, lo- having lost to Kildare, he comes back 
and he'd probably have a really, really kind of plan for Cork, and, and he's brilliant with that. It's actually interesting, Mickey Hart uh, point with uh, the low team. Like you see them a few years ago, all our little contenders with Tyrone, and interesting. Like the last time Mickey Hart actually faced Cork as Tyrone manager, it was a three-point game in Crow Park. It was a very close game, but uh, Tyrone won it at the end. Mainly down to defensive tactics, I would say, in that game. Like, would we expect more of that in Parky Cueve, or, or you're not really expecting Lowe to go full throttle in this game? Or, like, the Mickey Hart way is really to sit back and hit teams at the counter attack. Will we see that in Parky Cueve, do you think, or will yeah. we see a differentiation of tactics? Yeah, I do, Matthew. I think, I think, um, Mickey, I think he gets unfairly labeled as a defensive manager. He's very, his teams are very intense in the tackle. But like we played some really good stuff, and people would say, "Oh, Mickey Hart's defensive." But we played really good stuff, um, and getting a real balance to our play. We, we, like you said, we soak up the pressure and we hit teams in the counter attack. It's been really, really beneficial to getting up the leagues against Kildare. We kind of went a little bit away from that because you kind of, you're kind of caught. Then do we let do we let Kildare have all this possession? Do we let them have? Do we concede the kick out, or should we battle for the kick out? And we kind of we weren't we weren't used to their power. And that exposure of a Division One side, and then we didn't we didn't set up kind of pragmatically, and I think that's the massive learning curve Mickey will have taken from that game ahead of ahead of Cork. There's no way we're going to be wide open as we did. He, he named his team on Thursday, and you can see it in, in his selection of a side. He's gone back to kind of youth, young legs, industry, hard working players across the board in every line, and I think we we will see that. I think we will we'll try and soak up. The cork pressure and hit you on the counter attack, and the longer the way the way I see it is, the longer we keep the the scoreline tight, the better chance we have of causing a little bit of insecurity in cork because they're going to be the favourites. They're at home. They're not going to like cork. These these younger players have would have won. Well, they would have been successful at college and obviously at under twenty. They wouldn't have came across loud, you know. And I think they'll be going in with a little bit of complacency. Not like you know you can't really help it. You know yourself. You go in your face line, they'll be they'll, they'll be well prepared. But I just think if we get that insecurity built up, bit of panic towards the end, and we we have something to hold on and defend the lead, we could we we could shade we could could shade it. But that's what we're hoping for anyway. It's actually interesting you mentioned the amount of times these young players have have uh, faced low because like the last time Cork faced low in any game, league or championship, was it that 2020 game. It was the first game after lockdown, actually, and it yeah. wasn't Parky Creep, coincidentally. But that game, Colin Kelly was in charge of your team. You, you set out to kind of frustrate as a small bit by playing a bit, you know, man for man again, as you said, not with uh, Mickey's tactics, though, with Colin Kelly's. And in the end, low got destroyed. Cork scored five goals in the end. Like, we're definitely going to see more of a better low performance than that day, surely. Uh, to be fair, it was uh, Wayne Cairns, not Colin Kelly. Who's Wayne over. Cairns, sorry. He's a local man. And he, I think, Wayne as well, I don't think we were used to playing that physical team, you know, like uh, that Cork had. And Cork, I think we did set up quite well that day, but Cork just had some class footballers. Like, to be fair, and to be not harsh on the current forwards that you have there, but like Mark Collins was playing that day, and I don't think there's a forward in in that starting lineup that you played against Kerry as good as Mark Collins. He tore us apart when he came off the bench. And um, for preparations, we probably weren't firing on all cylinders down there. But I, 
Cork, Cork were really good and, and in that open, wide open space of Parky Keeve. Now, I wasn't actually at that game. I couldn't get down to that. But I was at the game at Parky Rin a couple of seasons before that. And we, we, we coped an awful lot better with the kind of tight reins of the pitch. And hopefully hopefully that will come round again this, this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, though they were struggling at that time, but now they've gained a bit of a... You know, confidence under Mickey Hart now. And even look at your scores throughout the year, like the obvious one that jumps off the page is Samuel Roy, 567 overall in League <laughs> of Championship, what I could say. Like the guy is an absolute machine to say the least. Like, what a player he is. Even that game at Parky Queeve, he scored a ridiculous tally that day as well. Yeah, like, yeah. like he's been a brilliant player for loads, loads talisman for years now. He's a he's he's a ferocious free taker. Um, and a marvellous leader in, there, in, t- in taking on that leadership role. He's still relatively young, Matthew. Like, he's only 23 or 4. I think he's 24. Um, but he's just taken that mantle on. He's taken on the kind of role of, uh, I'm the kind of leader of this team. And I wanted to put the team on me back and hit the score and take that responsibility on. And he, he really does. He uh, he comes up trumps with, with his free taking. And they're the sort of free kicks, Matthew, that... You, you might enjoy this in terms of stats. It's these long-range ones, you know, they're from 50 yards out. To, uh, you know, like you're taking a 50, you, he, he, that's all his long-range ones. And they go unnoticed because usually it's the goalkeeper that comes out to take them, whereas it's just Sam takes them. And it, it's, it's become unerringly weird when he misses a free because it's like it, loud people are so spoiled, he never misses a free. And then off that, Mickey has kind of seen it. He's like, right, I have a really, really high level. He's probably one of the best free takers in Ireland, especially at long range. You know, so Mickey's kind of seen that. He says, right, I'm going to hold, like, build my team around that strength. We go, we run at teams, we run right down the middle, we, we kind of drive at people around the fringes of where, where they, the terms of engagement around the D, and we usually win free kicks from there. And some teams will be settled, right, that's a good foul, foul them out there. But Sam can nail them over the over the bar, and uh, like with very very high percentage rates of scoring, and that allows us then to kind of breed into the game. It keeps our scoring rate up. It, we're out of a game. It keeps us in touch with the scoreboard ticking over, and it's been a massive part of how how Laird have have uh, got up the leagues. To be honest with you, uh, and and to be fair to be fair to Sam, he really puts it in as well. He done a lot of work over lockdown. Um, and really hone the skills and hold that hone that free taking ability, and and it's it's proved that like he's the top scorer in the national league this year. Yeah, absolutely. What a player Samble Roy is, but um, yes, Paul Roy is an outstanding player. But there's other players stepping up as well. I noticed Kieran Burns. I think honestly, he's one of the most underrated players in the country. Two thirteen in the league and the championship. Former AFL player as well. Like he's going to be crucial on Saturday if you're going to get a result as well. Like. Him catching high balls in the air as well. Excellent uh, high fielder. Brilliant scorer as well. So he can help Mulroy in a way as well. Yeah, he's he, he's been kind of... Uh, he's been used as a impact sub um, until the final, actually. He started in the, in the game against Limerick and Crow Park. He's a big game player. He's uh, He has that sort of kind of... I don't know, he, he can, the X factor, I suppose you'd say. He, he can do something out of nothing. Now, sometimes he, he's liable, like he could, he could sky a ball in the air. He could give the ball away real cheaply. But then he, he, he backs himself every time. And he's been massive in, in, in games of coming off the bench where he comes off for 20 minutes and just um, 
just massive uh, in terms of getting scores, vital scores. And he, Mickey has named him to start the weekend, and he'll be a handful because he, he'll enjoy that occasion. He'll enjoy the, the surface. He'll enjoy playing in Parky Keeve. He did play in the middle of the field last season, but he's been seen more of an advanced forward. Or maybe sometimes he can float out to the half forward line as well. But um, yeah, really a really good option. And a player that, that, that kind of went away from things. He got hurt with his, in, with, a, with his injury when he came back home from that spell in Australia. But he's got back into the groove and he's got his injury woes out of the way. And he definitely have an impact in this game. Um, and he could be key, like you said, alongside alongside Sam's free taking. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's other players as well that don't necessarily seem to score, but they perform well enough in the league and the championship. Look, Tommy Dornan a bit V Doug's very impressed with him against Limburg in that final. The two Jacksons, Liam and Tom, brilliant to getting goals as well. Like Liam scored two so far, as far as I could gather at League and Championship. Tom's scored one as well. Like a lot of them fringe players, Kieran Downey as well. A lot of them fringe players can help in a way for Lowe's, other than Sam, of course, who does the bulk of the scoring. Yeah, we we, we have we, we Mickey's developed a panel. He, he's um, he's got young players in. He's he's trusted them. Um, the likes of Tom Jackson's getting his first championship start. Liam Jackson's come on bound under Mickey. He would have made his debut with Wayne. I think he did play. He played in the middle of the field in that game in twenty twenty. And he's good football. And he got two goals. He got he got a goal against Limerick in the league and then in the league final. So he likes playing against Limerick. But you're right, he and Kieran Downey as well, really sharp. He he he's kind of he's been so sharp in front of the post that he's had to play more inside forward. He was playing out of the field, he can link the play, he's named to play in the wing with number 12 in his back. He's very crafty footballer, probably the most skillful player in the panel. Um, from the Newtown Blues, but yeah, really good footballer. And Mickey's had to develop his panel, you know, because we need options the way the game has gone. But a big player that's kind of missing this season that would have been massive, and and he's just back, he, he's kind of in around the panel, is uh, Kieran Kiki Keenan. He came on, actually, to make his debut, his loud debut in that game against Park Keeve, and he hit the crossbar. And I, I, I looked at the, the, the footage back, and it was over the line, so he's robbed the goal on his on his debut, so he might want to get a goal off the bench this weekend, but he's, a re- he's one to watch out for, Matthew, if, 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 if he does come on. He's a very, very crafty, old-school, finds the space, finds the pockets of space, creates goals. He always creates goals, beats the man and causes overlaps. So he, he's an exciting option to have and to bring in off the bench too. Definitely is, yeah, and when you look at the low team, you had Mickey Hart, that's the main thing he's done, I suppose, is Build the team, but um, looking at Cork, honestly, no, I know I, I've personally seen Cork in every game so far in League of Championship, maybe not so much the Ross Common game because I couldn't get to it listening on the radio. But have you seen much of Cork in pre- preparation for this game or not? I watched the whole game back against Kerry hmm. and I watched all the league highlights as well and the, the snippets. And um, to be honest with you, I, I said it to, to Mick Foley during the week, um, I was doing a podcast with him. I, I thought uh, I was very underwhelmed with Cork because obviously Louder playing that day as well. I think I didn't see it live, but all I was hearing was, "Oh, Cork really put it up to Kerry." And I looked at looked at it back, and I know I obviously knew the result, but I was thinking Cork were never never going to win the game, you know. And like it took them a while to score from play, and then in the end they were, they were very well like beaten out the gate. And I know. Injuries and that did happen, and they were unfortunate with 
the whole old Martin going off and that didn't help with, with David Moore coming off the bench and dominating the midfield and giving the supply of possession towards the end. But I was underwhelmed with Cork and that's what gave me a little bit of confidence. I was like, right, we like they're a good side. Like, no, there's no doubt in your quality. Like Sean Powter, Horley, uh, Sherlock, I've always been a fan of Amani. Um, and Ian Maguire as well. Like he's such an honest player in the middle of the field. But I kind of feel like right that there this is Cork in name, but we could get at them here, you know, and especially looking at that game against Kerry. Yeah, it's interesting that you think that about uh, the Cork team. I actually didn't watch the game at full. I was uh, busy that weekend, but I watched it full actually in preparation for the low game. And I actually thought we were absolutely excellent in the first half. We had more turnovers than Kerry, for example, in that uh, first half. But I think the second half we kind of petered out. I think that was down to fitness with this Cork team. A lot of them are young players. Like Kerry have been around the block for a few um, years now and they're all out of favourites and rightly so. But um, I think, no disrespect though, but with a team like Lowe's, I think this Cork team can pull fire though. But the worry is with this Cork team is injuries. Like Kevin Flaha got an ACL injury in the Kerry game last time out. You mentioned Michal Marant going off injured like Dylan Foley. That was the only time he played championship football in goal. He only played in goal other than that in Sigerson Cup for UCC. And then again, he wasn't really... And punching the lights on that uh, competition either. So that could be an area where Lowe could exploit, especially with Mulroy, Down, Downey, and the Jackson brothers there, there as well. Like that's an area that they can exploit Lowe's because Cork defensively, the injuries there are colossal. Well, with the, with, um, the goalie going out, will uh, Chris Kelly go, go on goal? Do, 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 has Cork named their team or do they name their team beforehand? They haven't named their team as of recording yet. They name it at 8 o'clock on Friday. But okay. like Dylan Foley came on uh, in place yeah. of Beyond Martin. I'm not sure what the story is with Chris Kelly, to be honest with you. Like he played against Galway, he got injured, Behal came on. So he might come back in. I'm not entirely sure. They're actually from the same club, coincidentally. Uh, oh, Chris. Sorry? Well, yeah, Chris they're is from in, Nemo, the two boys. They're from Eroak. Oh, no, Eroak, sorry, Dylan Foley is the same club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, I get you. Okay, right, right. So, you know with, with stats, uh, is uh, is Kelly's kickouts good at a high percent? Are they long? Is he a short game keeper? Or is he, does he like to boom it out in the middle of the field? Or what way is he, what's his style or his approach? Well, I suppose it depends on the game. Like against Derry, he kind of went short. Well, I suppose like, we weren't going to, um, you know, compete with that Derry midfield with Emmett Bradley and Connor Glass. But against Galway, I know Paul Conroy was there where he seemed to go long with those kickouts. Okay. So it's it's interesting to see, like, against Lode, I'm not entirely sure will he go long or will he go short? Like, is your midfield up to the standard? I know Colm O'Callaghan and Ian McGuire will definitely be your midfielders most likely on Saturday. But will Lode be able to compete with him if the ball goes long? Yeah, that 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 like that'll suit. That'll play right into Tommy Dornan and Conor Early's hands. You would have seen him pluck balls in uh, Tommy Dornan's uh, final against Limerick. Loves that. Boom it out high. They compete. They're very good at competing. Conor Early's matched up with Ian Maguire well before. I think in his debut season, he marked him in Parky Rin and, and did very well. You know, so that that'll suit loud. If Chris Kelly wants to bomb the ball on top of them, that that'll suit us. And we'll, we we're very good at getting breaks. Right in the middle of the field, it but it like Kildare did hurt us going short and driving up the field. 
um, because we were kind of caught in limbo. We didn't push fully up on them or we didn't have the time to push up fully on them and we didn't completely sit back and, and get ourselves reset. So I'd say we'll allow you to have the short kickouts. That's just a bit of a guess. We're going to go pra- pragmatic. We're going to let you have that kick out and then kind of meet us at the 40 yard line because we're not going to, we're not going to allow you to like drive and, and uh, take, take us kind of apart when we're not, when we're not set up, which is where we're vulnerable against Kildare. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's going to be very interesting, this kickout battle, where Cork are going to go. Like, Half the time with the car kickouts, personally, I don't know where we're going half the time. We don't really have a kickout strategy, which okay. in this day and age isn't good enough in intercounty football. Like, Lowe probably would have copped onto that. Like, I know against Kerry, there was so positives, there was great turnovers and all that. But the main thing that stood out, we didn't really have a kickout strategy either in that game. We we only won 50% of our own kickouts in that game. So, you know, I'd be guessing. Like, if Lowe are going to let us go short, I think we're going to go short. Like, that's just uh, my guess and uh, your guess about Lowe pushing back. But we'll have to see about that. One aspect I'm actually very interested in is who's going to pick up Samba Roy? Like, undoubtedly, we mentioned earlier on what an outstanding player he is, 567 in the whole year so far. But Kevin Flahive is now injured with an ACL. Sean Meehan's out. Daniel O'Mahony's out. I'm just wondering, like, I can't really pick out a car player at that defence that would be good enough to pick up um, Samba Roy that has the calibre to deal with a brilliant player like him. So that has to be a positive going into the game for low fans. Yeah, and the way the way um, Mickey lines out his team, Sam plays in the forty, mm. and that like if you go like or like he can play, he plays in the forty, he floats in between full forward and the forty yards. But what's what's brilliant what Mickey does is he names him on the 40, floats into full forward, and if he if he start if he played if he played at number 14, Shanley would just pick him up. So now he causes a dilemma in Cork's defense where a man marker has to go out on six, and then and then for a time Sam pulls the six out of there and there's the whole kind of wide open space for Lowe to run through and run into because say Rory Maguire is going to be occupied by Sam. So it's 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 a it's a brilliant kind of management take by by Mickey that he had like Sam has to be, he does have to be man marked now I know I mentioned the free taking he's really good at, at getting goals if he if he gets the ball if, if there's a turnover he is he is really really efe- efficient at, at finding that um, like he's he, he's like a prowling lion hunting his prey when he has the ball in his hands on a turnover break he just comes right through casual composing himself and usually makes the right decision either shooting himself or laying it off inside. I think Rory Maguire would match up physically well with him. I think Shanley, Shanley's a really good footballer. I'm hearing really good things about him as well. And I would like to, I, I would like to know from yourself, could Shanley play out at six? Like could he would he, would he or is he like a full back out at sea if he went out at six? I would agree with you on your earlier point about Shanley. Once he's full back, he probably just stays in there. Like, yeah, like yeah. he's done so in the past with, uh, let's say, David Clifford did that uh, 2020 Barkeen game. He did it with Shea McGuigan in the, the league in 2020 when uh, Derry were in Division 3. He did it with Connor Sweeney in the Munster final as well. He's done well really half the time. Like, it's it's kind of a tough at Morris Shanley. Like, he's an excellent footballer and yeah. he did well enough against Kerry the last day. He has some steals to that defence. But it'll be interesting to see 
how he does against like a, a smaller team like Lowe, like against Tipperary after his brilliant performance against Kerry in 2020. Against Tip, he got roasted by Connor Sweeney. So it's going to be very interesting to see how he approaches the game. You mentioned Roy Maguire there. Rory, I would think, is more of an attacking player from centre-back. Like, he scored a lot for Cork. Like, he'd have to sacrifice that now if he's going to mark um, a, a player with the calibre of Sam Roy. And you look at, I'm thinking of other players, Sean Powder as well. He could go on him. He did it with Sean O'Shea in that 2020 game against Kerry. But yeah. the caveat to that is, Sean Powder, we need him attacking as well. He's an excellent attacker coming out from the fence and driving us up the field. If he's going to be picking up Mulroy, he has to stick at him like glue. So that's going to be a bit of a dilemma for Cork selectors on who's going to actually be on Mulroy for the game. Will you play a sweeper? Um, look, it, we've played it before, but it doesn't seem to work. That's that's the issue. We usually play man-on-man. Honestly, like I, I don't think Lowe would be, like if, as you mentioned there, or I didn't watch the game, no, but apparently he played man-on-man against Kildare and he got roasted. I don't think Lowe would make that same mistake. So that could be an area where Cork need to brush up on. Like, you know, like, um, you look at the defenders there, Sean Potter. Like, I think we have a half-back line there. That's that's the main thing. We, we've had the half-back line for the last three games, you know, with John Cooper, Rory Maguire, and Matty Taylor. Yeah, I'm very I, impressed with Cooper. Cooper's excellent. He's, he's a real fine. Yeah, he's a real, yeah. He's really good. We'll, we'll have to keep our... We, like... We'll have to play with a defensive approach on the wing forward positions. But when you mentioned Maguire driving forward, that that could suit that could suit Cork as well if if he ha- if Sam has to chase him, mm. you know, and that, that keeps Sam further away from goals. That could that could be a way or a ploy as well from Cork's point of view, um, to keep Rory or maybe that Sam drifts into the fullback then to keep Rory from driving up the field or Powter if he go if he does go back there as well, but um. Like with with our matchups, like Horry, very physical player. I think he's one of the best out of those three. Uh, Sherlock is impressive for the bar. I've seen him against Kilku, but I'd say I'd say Bevan Duffy would probably go on Horry, and then Don McKenney would probably pick up Sherlock, and then Dan Cork would go on Mahoney. He's kind of lower center of gravity, similar to Cahal Mahoney. Like, and I think that that's the matchup there. And to be honest with you. Like having played Kildare, I think Kildare's forward line is far more potent, you know. And and weirdly enough, with this Cork team, there's a kind of precedence there to know where the scores are going to come from with Cork. There's a bit of a pattern, you know. Whereas Kildare, like Ben McCormick, could hit us from the forty. You had the whole full forward line. You had options off the bench. Scores coming from everywhere. I think that'll suit Mickey. That is a pattern of play that we have to just like. If we hold, say, Stephen Sherlock scoreless mm-hmm. and, and let Brian Horley on Mahoney, or even if we let um, kept Horley scoreless, that'll be very hard for Cork to, to get those scores. You know, and that, that that's what Mickey's probably hinging his game on too. It's actually interesting you mentioned the forwards we have. We're most likely going to start with that foot forward line in uh, Hurley, Sherlock, and Omani. You say Hurley's probably the strongest. I'd argue Hurley's probably the weakest out of them three. Yeah, like he's gone backwards, is he? Is his kind of is the injuries caught up on him? Well, like after his injuries initially, his bad injuries, he actually played very well against Leash in that one game in uh, the All Ireland. He played very well in the Super Eights against Dublin. Then so. I don't know, is it just he's off form or something like that? And maybe 
He's not taking the freezes off, and no, it's going to be Stephen Sherlock that's going to take the freeze. Maybe there's a bit of frustration there with Hurley. I'm not entirely sure what the whole story is, but I don't think he's as potent as he was. Like Sherlock and Omani, like Omani, watch him know on Saturday. He can kick yeah. from long distances, though. He can kick beyond the 45. He's an unbelievable kicker of the ball if we get it to him. And even coming off the bench, like if Blake Murphy's on the bench, like I've seen him in the league, I've seen him in under 20. He's an excellent footballer. He runs at defences. He isn't afraid. And he's afraid to take um, some skill shots as well. Like he took one against Waterford in the McGrath Cup. Probably one of the points of 2022 so far. <laughs> and even, I was hearing Jack Hallan's going to be on the bench as well. Uh, Connor Corbus, the young minor that took the minor championship by Stormer a few seasons ago, is supposed to be training with the Cedar team. So maybe he's going to be on the bench as well. Like all these options. I know Lode and Mickey might have had a set strategy on this. But, like, when these players come on, if they come on, of course, like Cahillan, Blake Murphy, Connor Corbett, potentially, would that worry as an old fan with all these ammunition coming on for Cork? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, it's it, it's, 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 the, it's the, probably the difference between the two sides, the level of players you, you have. And then obviously, there's, like, geographical reasons for that. But that that's always been the worry with Cork. Like, just we were only we could only be but envious of the the amount of players you possess. You know, you may you probably have about twenty players that are injured or stepped away from the panel. You know, we would only Jesus if we had twenty players, it would be it would be an epidemic. We wouldn't have we wouldn't have a, a be able to feel the team. You know, that's just that's just the difference between the sides. Maybe it will come down to that. You know, like your parents get you get you over the line, but we, we'll be hoping that. We, we stifle that and like obviously they're not starting for a reason I don't think they're playing for that impact role I don't think it's a tactical decision by Cleary to have them coming off the bench so if we're doing well and we're holding what's there what's the, in the starting 15 that'll give Lowe the boost too and then I know you mentioned those younger players if those younger players have to come off the bench to win a game in a pressure game that's a different story that's a different perspective altogether and we, that, that would play into Loud's hands too. Like, right, fair enough, go for it. And if you want to beat us, do, but you'll have to really, really earn it. Absolutely. Uh, Loud are not going to take us lying down, definitely not. And um, we were mentioning off air that the game is on in Parky Cleave as well. Like, this is an interesting factor. Like, I, I reckon, so you mentioned um, off air that Loud would be suited to this despite playing in Crow Park already this year. Cork, I know, I think we're better playing in Parky Rin. And looking at uh, Ticketmaster, um, bizarrely, only the South Stand lower will be open for this game. So the stadium will be literally empty for this game, which is a bizarre decision um, in hindsight that this game is on a Parky Keeve. Like, you think that Parky Keeve won't suit the low players despite playing in such a brilliant road and let, um, letting the low players express themselves in a way? Um. Not, not for the expressing kind of reasons, more so that if that game, if this game was on a parky ring with the tighter dimensions, that would suit that would suit us down to the ground, especially going in as underdogs. You want a tight pitch, you want a tight feel, you want to kind of narrow the kind of pitch down, make it as small as possible. And with like obviously, I haven't been in Parky Keeve, the new Parky Keeve, I mean, I wasn't even in the old one, but there's going to be more space to poke holes through us or get around the side or, or cut through the blanket. Um, and that that that's a bit of a worry. Now, obviously, there's plenty, there's going to be, if we set up like that, there'll be plenty of room for us to break into. 
plenty of space for us to expose on, on your way. But coming in as underdogs, you kind of want that sort of thing going away. And the, the fact that there'll be nobody there kind of sanitizes it a little bit as well, makes it more of a challenge match. You, you, don't, you don't have the crowd getting involved. Um, so, well, maybe if there's not that much of a cork crowd there, it could come, could come across that way as well. I don't know. It's just, for me, uh, if it was in Parky Arena, it would have given us a little bit more of a chance. And I just think that it's a slight nod to you. Um, although, like, a couple of the players have played, I think seven of the players that start, that is named to start, played there the last day in 2020. So it won't be unfamiliarity. It'll just be that vast space that, that, that we, we probably kind of allow we need to have in terms of possession and sitting back and trying to hit you on the counter-attack. It's a lot easier to do in a tighter pitch. I suppose would be my main point, Matthew. And I suppose it's interesting to notice um, the support in this game as well. I know there won't be much Cork support because um, the hoarders, coincidentally, are still in the championship and they have a game, as far as I know, next week against a Joe McDonough Cup team. But you mentioned off there as well, there won't be much load support. Is that right? I know. I, I wouldn't say so. I'd say with just uh, the, like it'll be three and a half hours. Maybe if you're coming from Dundalk, you're adding another half hour. That. So that's four hours. And then the way it is on the bank holiday weekend, the hotel prices are jacked up and rooms are hard to get. So that, and then it was only two weeks out. If, if, if there was a week before to kind of book a hotel or plan, you might have had a better chance. I think there is supporters bus going. And then you'll obviously have your the family, the players, and there will be a few diehard supporters going down. But like, if this game was an RD, it'd be another story, you know. Like we 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 would have a massive crowd to it, and hopefully we get to the next round, we'll have a big crowd, um, maybe an RD or Navin or wherever. If, if we're somewhere more more suited locally, with less the price of diesel, Matthew, you know, it's it's a it's a big impact. <laughs> sure, geez, uh, the Kerry Hoarders had the same problem mentioned in another episode of the podcast, like they couldn't even find accommodation because of a refugees coming into the country as well. Like that's another issue and something that needs to be sorted. But uh, back to the game anyway, um, final word on the game anyway. Are you confident as a low fan to win this game and potentially cause a shock? Or do you think Cork will just have enough to win it? As a loud fan, Matthew, you're never confident of victory. Um, th- that's just been the way for, for years. You're brought up that way. But I do feel like we, we've had a... Like, We've had more or less a preseason in the middle of the season. We didn't get it. We didn't get that kind of bounce last season because obviously it was one and done. We're beaten by Offley. That was it. Good luck. You go back to your clubs. We're beaten by Kildare. Mickey gets a chance to make us learn and regroup and re-energize the players, get the injuries out of the road, kind of get lads recovery and rest it up. And we'll be really Mickey will really really pick apart Cork and their player their their players especially and their weaknesses. And that gives us a really good chance. We, we, we'll be very well prepared. We always are. We'd be competitive. Um, and I think, if like we said earlier on, if, if the game is tight, the lead is going to be vital. If we get that early lead and build on it, it'll make it, it, it'll make it a really good game. Um, because it's just, it's just the, way, the way things are. You're a Division One, Division Two team um, with a lot of players missing still there. Um, but we'll go down well prepared well stacked up we have kind of a method of playing and we have a plan to stop you and I think if all goes to plan um, we, we, we we just get over the line but it's very hard to say that we'll win uh, obviously you're looking at the two sides you think Cork should win 
Um, but if any bit of insecurity there, Cork start to panic. I think Loud will will um, will I think seize that opportunity. It'd be a very tight game. I think I think it'll be tighter than most people think. Um, oh, it's a tough one. Like like yourself with Loud, you never bat the Cork footballers. You don't know what's gonna come around the horizon. But um, I would say Cork should win this game. I'm not like. Love will definitely put it up to us. There's no doubt about that. And we won't take Love lightly. I just think Cork will just have it up. But it should be a decent game to look forward to. Well, well do you think it'll be kind of a defensive game or attacking? We'll be hoping for an attacking game anyway on Saturday. Yeah, I think I think Loud play, they express themselves, you know, regardless, they'll get men behind the ball. They'll they'll definitely break up the field. They they break they're really good at breaking up the field. They're devastating, like Sacon McKeever. You mentioned Liam Jackson, nice shark at centre half. He's just like just an absolute little pocket rocket that drives up the field and gives it a great, great kind of platform to build off. And then we have scores and just go off the runners or we go down to free take and Sam, Sam will nail them. Like we're, we are, we, we've gotten away from being really defensive that game against Longford. And like, like you said, Parker Keeve, it, it'll, uh, it'll definitely bring the best out of the players and that sort of sense of beautiful pitch. You know, really nice to show off your skills and be a part of an occasion. Um, so yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I do, I, I would agree with that point, Matthew. Yeah, it should be a very, very interesting game, all right? And uh, definitely looking forward to going to us at two o'clock on Saturday in Parky Cueve. I suppose we'll leave it there, Dan. Thank you very much for uh, coming on to the podcast, and uh, I suppose wish you the best of luck for the game. Uh, may the best team win on Saturday, and. Um, Hopefully, now put a game, and hopefully it'll be a good game more than anything else uh, in Parky Cueve. Um, should be a cracker, hopefully. No, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully it'll be probably the ones where the camera should be at, but they're not. And uh, hopefully, get overline. Thanks for having me, Matthew. Massive thank you to Dan for coming on to the podcast today, and thank you for listening. Thank you to Fortune Favorites for sponsoring today's show, and there is another show after this in episode fifty nine where. I'm joined by Seamus Brady from the Play On GA podcast and we will discuss all of the games at the weekend, not just Cork and Loud in that episode. Much longer episode there. So until that episode, I'll see you all in the next one.